Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to Shouts of Grace. Super blessed that you can join us today. Um, If you um, are listening for the first time, we want to say welcome to you and that you can listen to any past broadcasts of Shouts of Grace done here on Key Radio by going to our website at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. And there you can listen to about uh, two years or so of, of past broadcasts. And what we do is we take a whole host of subjects um, ranging from uh, scripture to different topics in society. And we apply a biblical worldview um, and give an answer from God's word in regard to those to those topics or those scriptures. And so um, if you're a return listener, we want to say welcome to you. Um, again, and thank you for your support and let you know that whether it's your first time or you are a return listener, um, if you ever wanted to see us in person, say hi to us. Um, we are a radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, in Northern Utah County. Um, and so why not stop by and say hi? We meet on Sunday mornings at 1030 AM at Vista Heights Middle School. We would love to meet you. Um, as you know, if you do listen, um, we take different people, different pastors from around the country, usually pastor friends of mine, and we bring them on, sometimes over the phone and sometimes live in studio here at Key Radio Studios in Provo, and we discuss the topics at hand. And so today I have um, part two of something we did last week. Um, I have two friends in studio, Pastor Robert Marshall from Risen Life Church, my dear mentor. He doesn't probably see himself as a dear mentor, but man, this guy is rich when it comes to wisdom. How are you, my friend? Doing well. Good. Glad, this, thankful to be here today. You have saved me from many foolish mistakes with my <laughs> <laughs> with my tongue for sure over the years, and I'm I'm so blessed by you and your wife. I appreciate um, that. And then, and then Pastor Joe Funicello, who's also one of the elders at Redemption Hill Church. How are you, man? Doing good, thank you. Good, good, good. Um, today, you guys, what I want to do is I kind of want to pick up where we left off last week. Um, you know, last week we were just talking about this idea of, of um, in Psalm 89, of, of the, the foundations of God's throne being righteousness and justice, right? And, and so we can talk about what that means as far as marrying mercy and justice and 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 this idea of how God interacts with with people but really when it comes down um to where the rubber meets the road that idea kind of takes on a life of its own inside of our life by way of conduct how do we really believe that do we believe that God is a just God and and one of the greatest ways i think that plays out in our in our life pastor robert is a a trust a trust that even when things aren't going the way I think they're going, when I'm tempted to take things into my own hands, when I'm tempted to minister justice with my tongue, which comes from my heart or my hands or whatever else, when I see wrong um, that somehow I need to stick up for myself, um, I, I, I think I think this is where it becomes very real. And, and, how, and what we believe about the foundation of God's throne is played out in how we react to the world around us. And so what I want to do is is serve up a, a, a verse um, that deals with this and throw it into your court and have you respond to it in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 
23, it says of Jesus, when Jesus was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, mm, he did not threaten, but he continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. Pastor Robert, that is a difficult verse to live in reality. <laughs> it sure is. And it's one that I, dear God, please, I want to do well at not defending myself. God, if you're not able to defend me, then I'm in the wrong business anyway. But the, but the reality is the thing that's most encouraging for me that I've had to come to realize is that he judges righteously. And um, the reason he does that is because he is the one who wrote the law. Um, I am not responsible to enforce the law written by someone else. When the law that someone else wrote is broken against me, I am no longer eligible to sit in judgment on that situation. I can neither be on the jury nor in the judge's chair. And God is the one who wrote the law. And we get frustrated at him because you're not doing this fast enough, but his patience, his kindness are the very things, according to Romans 2, 4, that lead us to repentance. And, you know, somebody wrote the song, Only the Good Die Young. Well, that's, that's a bunch of nonsense. But <laughs> I do believe that the unrighteous are given space to repent. He gives them longer. He gives them as much time as is virtually possible. Would you please repent is the continual plea of his. And his kindness and his patience are not to be confused with not caring. They are to be recognized as demonstrations of his mercy and desire to have a relationship with people. Mm. I like the way it puts it there. He continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. It's not mine to judge. It's the one who wrote the law. It's his to judge. God is the one who wrote the law. Don't do that to other folks. He will administer righteous justice concerning the breaking of his law. Pastor Joe, what is it with us? What, what is it with us that 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 demands I want this now? Like like I'm reviled, forget you. I, I'm going to bite back. You you snip at me, I'm going to devour you. You you tap me, I'm going to sock you. I mean, what is it about us it, it, that that just this inside just thing that comes out that demands you get yours? now like what is it with us you know you because know, that's in me i don't know about you oh yes <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know it's in me because you know me um you know it is that dichotomy it is that dual nature we have a new nature in christ but we have the flesh that rises up and uh, jesus when he's on the cross didn't revile didn't do any of that because he his nature was god's nature he's god and so it's pure and holy. He could not go against that because his nature was godly. And so I am a new creation in Christ, but I must uh, die to myself. And um, sometimes I don't die to myself. And then these things do come out because, you know, uh, it's, you know, I'm I'm still here in the flesh and I'm not perfected. perfected. But as they do, and, and I, let's say I, have an area where I fail in this, uh, I'll get an opportunity to take that test again. Yeah, because yep. he'll he'll give me that opportunity again until I mm. end up passing. You take it. the test until you pass That's it. That's right, until you pass it. <laughs> wow, Pastor Robert, it says something interesting here, and I know you know a little bit about this because you counseled me through this quite a bit. 
Um, it says, when he suffered, he didn't threaten. Let's say that again. When he suffered, 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 suffered. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is, that is the echo that Christians hate to hear. When yes. he suffered, he didn't threaten. You once told me, and I remember this and I always remember it because I've shared it, you know, a hundred times since then. You said crucifixion is one thing you can't do to yourself. That's right. It's amazing. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. One thing you can't do to yourself, somebody else has to put you there. That's right. Somebody else has to drive the nails into you. Somebody else has to drive, uh, the, put, the, put the crown on your head. And the temptation, this was just profound. You said the temptation will always be come down and save yourself. Mm-hmm. Take yourself out of that, Right. So, so, so talk about this reality when he suffered, 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 he (laughs) did not threaten. Why is that important for Christians to grab onto? Because this, this, this thing that's going through life today in the church is somehow that, that we don't have to have hard times and we don't have to be, you know, we don't have to suffer. Talk about the reality, the good part of suffering as a Christian. I'm afraid. Well, he's in Philippians 1.29, is it? To you has been given the privilege not only being called by his name, but also to suffer for his sake. The privilege. The privilege, absolutely. And that is a privilege that we often don't want. I think it was Philip Yancey who said, what if Christians were to act as sponges, to absorb evil out of the world so that lost people who don't know God don't have to endure it? Holy cow, would we look at suffering as a ministry to those around us? And... It's going to happen. You know, we've, we, we're, we're coming at the end of 40, 50-year doctrine teaching that uh, everything's going to be wonderful and just say that, tell the, tell the universe that everything's going to be great and it's all going to be great. That is contrary to the Word of God, man. Jesus yes. said, in this world, nobody wants this on their refrigerator. In this world, you will have tribulation. Oh, praise Jesus. They just don't do that. They want the second half to be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. But the reality is, in this world, you will have tribulation now. And Jesus said, if they persecuted me, what makes you think they're not going to persecute you? Uh, the reality is, we get to display Christ in our generation fulfilling the sufferings. We, we complete in our bodies the sufferings of Christ, is what it says. And how can we do that apart from difficulty? It's more than, it's more than a hangnail. Boy, I tell you what, it's more than my show being canceled tonight. There is suffering that takes place in the life of a Christian, and we manifest the presence of God to our generation by how we respond to suffering, just like Jesus manifests the presence of God to his generation. Hmm. Yeah, you know, this is a hard one, because because when you talk about hardship, when you talk about suffering, you know, there's a lot of people that quote-unquote sign on the dotted line, and they, and as far as Christianity goes, and they're signing up for the abundant life. Mm-hmm. They're signing up for, hey, you know, in this life, you're going to have an abundance. And, you know, hey, the paths of the Lord drip with abundance, the psalmist said. And so we're thinking, man, well, well, you know, if, if I honor God, then then bad things won't happen to me, right? And, mm-hmm. and even even Solomon in Ecclesiastes said there's a vanity that's on the earth, that that that, that bad things happen to good people and, and good things happen to bad people. I say this is a vanity. I can't understand it, right? He, the way he terms it is the things that should happen to the righteous happen to the wicked, and the things that should happen to the wicked happen to mm-hmm. the righteous, scratching his head going, what in the world is going on? And so we don't understand this Christianity because yeah. it's not— taught to us from our youth. And so what I want to do is talk about on the other side of the break, I want to talk about 
Why is it a privilege to suffer? What what specifically, what what benefit is there? Is there any benefit at all to us personally in our walk with God when we suffer for Christ's sake? You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We'll come right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. We're blessed you can join us. We're in a deep conversation here about a very touchy topic that um, just plagues a lot of people's minds, and that is this idea that God ministers justice, and he does so, um, and we're talking about in, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23, he does so when we entrust ourselves to him, despite what we were talking about on the other side of the break, this idea of suffering and not threatening when we're suffering. And so, Pastor Robert, you had mentioned that that Philippians talks about this idea that suffering is actually a privilege. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that that's interesting. Uh Pastor Joe, unpack that a little more. If 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 somebody were somebody were to say as a Christian, when you suffer, it's good for you. I would scratch my head and go, you're a fool. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like like why is it good for a Christian to suffer? Well, I think as you mature in Christ, you see a, a couple things. Number one, um, and early on in, as a Christian, you might think, oh, well, um, yeah, I don't know that you, at least for me, was all biblical in that. You know, I'm thinking, well, maybe that, you know, God's, too, I don't know. But as you get older in Christ, you see that, for one thing, I am to be conformed into his image. And so as he's doing that, it depends on the suffering, but um, some of that is taking place so I can put my eyes up above and not continue to hold it here like this is the all to get all to beat all. This what we have here. But secondly, um, it, it's changing me. It's conforming me. It's 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 causing me to deny myself and I and I can put my hand in his maybe a little clearer. Or, or know that he's going to hold my by my by his right hand. He's going to lead me. But the other thing is also, if you've gone through um, uh, suffering that is that is difficult, even very hard, there are times when you actually feel carried by him when you couldn't maybe bear that, and you you experience uh, a side. Um, of God that you wouldn't experience without that tremendous suffering or that tremendous loss that he's actually with you in the midst of that. Yeah. And you don't know that if everything is a bed of roses, you don't experience that from God. And in all this, of course, he knows everything and he's wise and everything. I don't, I don't know anybody that likes to go to the dentist, but yeah. you do. And I don't know anybody that likes suffering as a Christian. If he said, do you want to suffer? Do I? No, I don't want to. That's, yeah. that's not my bag. Yeah. But it is according to him because he's conforming me into this image, denying myself. Yeah, you know, scri- Scripture says that our faith is much more precious than fine gold, right? Um, fine gold is purified. Oh, yes. It's interesting Amen. how it's purified. Yeah. It's heated up. And when it's heated up, yes. the impurities come to the surface. Right. The thing about the thing about suffering is it heats you up, and the things that are impure come to the surface. They're able to be scraped off. The, 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 
Pastor Robert, those things are deep within the human heart that otherwise couldn't be yeah. mined out. But mm-hmm. when we go through hard times, Amen. it exposes and brings them to the surface. Yeah. I think of I think of someone like Job. Like like why would Job suffer? Why would God volunteer him? And and God assessed Job and said, "There ain't anyone like him. Like yeah. he's he's a, he's a just and righteous man, right?" Amen. Yet interesting, Job would go through everything he went through, come to the end, and say. God, I had heard of you, but now I see you. Job recognizes that in God's assessment of him being a good and just man, there was still lack in him that wouldn't have come to the surface had he not gone through everything he went through. And when he went through it, it brought it to the surface, and Job repented in sackcloth and ashes and says, now I see you. There is something, Pastor Robert, talk about this, about going through suffering that you're able to see God and see a part of you that you never could have without doing it. Every one of us have this have this desire. I want to be more like Christ. I want to be conformed to his image. Yet, Pastor Robert, not one of us will volunteer what it takes to get there. Yeah, that's the truth. Not one of us. <laughs> yeah. And God puts us in and he refines and he shows us him and shows us us, us and we repent in sackcloth and ashes. Talk about the necessity and the beautiful prize that comes out at the end of being closer to Christ. But see, you said every one of us want to be more like Christ. My question would be, do we really? Did we get saved because we saw the beauty of following Jesus, mm. of being made in his image? Or did we get saved so we can get out of hell free card? Um, if if that's all it is, it, we, we got there for the wrong reason because James said, count it all joy. Be thankful. Count it all joy. May, let it let it make you smile and make you happy when you fall into diverse temptations, different kinds of trials, because the trying of your faith works patience. But you got to let patience have its perfect work so that you can be perfect and entire. That's the goal of it, so that we can be like Jesus. But if all we want to do is miss hell and maybe make a good potluck once a month, then <laughs> then we ha- we are in it for a different reason than what God intended for it to be. His goal was that we be many Christs, M-I-N-I, small Christs, Christians, that's what it is, living his life in the world in front of us. And the only way to get there is through the same means. It says that Jesus bore our griefs. He carried our sorrows. He, he took in himself our sickness is what it says. And if we are going to be made in the image of Christ, I'm sorry, but there's going to be some grief bearing and burden bearing and sickness bearing. And we're going to have to do that for the purpose of showing the world around us what it means to live in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. This is Jesus. He yeah. went through the difficulty. What are we going to do? Uh, how many people have you met whose kids have been injured the same way your kids have been injured? But you're able to look at them and say, I know how that feels because I went through that. And there is something deep and and meaningful connecting about being able to say, I genuinely know how that feels. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you guys both this question. Um, Pastor Joe, you talk about it first. It says um, there at the end of it, it says um, that Christ continued entrusting him who judges justly. Another version says, and he committed it to him who judges righteously. The word there, either way, committed it to him means he left it there with God. You know, I think of Moses when he did the right thing and then the wrong thing. He did the right thing when the people were complaining and he went in before the Lord. He laid out the complaint before God. He said, God, these people, um, I'm, I'm done. They're rebels. And God said, okay, now get up 
off of your face and go out and speak to the rock and give him water. I ain't mad at him. He did the right thing. He went there. But as he got up, he gathered up his anger and frustration. He walked out with it. And then he said, you rebels. And he (laughs) hit the rock and misrepresented God. And so, Joe, talk about both of you guys. Talk about the importance when we commit something to God, we truly commit it to God and we leave it in his presence to deal with. Well, you know, um, you brought up a good point. We leave it. You know, that is the hardest part of committing something to God that continues to resurrect itself, continues to come around, continues to be brought up before you. Have I, or can I, by faith, because it is a trusting faith, to leave it there. Isn't that just as much faith as laying hands on someone and believing that the hit and the sick will be healed? Yes, I, I, I think so. However, this, okay. So laying hands on people and praying for them, that that's faith. Okay. And, 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 and I believe that and it is, but when it's personal in you, it takes, I believe more faith because if it's continually rising up and you have to continually take it to him and continually lay it there, it is denying myself. Yeah. It is committing it to him who is faithful. And, and it takes faith to do that to, yeah. and to leave it there instead of carrying that again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always the issue. Pastor Robert, in the last two minutes, why is it so important to bring something and commit it to God and leave it there? Because that is the means by which we come to Christ. That's we are transformed into his image. And for those that are suffering with this and those that are going through difficulties, we're not trying to say that life is going to be a bed of roses when you become a Christian, because that is a lie. It's going to be the absolute opposite. It's going to be a life of difficulty and testing. But the goal of it is so that you can look like Christ. If you have found yourself in a situation where you've never accepted Christ, but you see the beauty of knowing Jesus and you would like to be like him, if you would like to respond rightly to every situation, Graciously when people would would otherwise be angry or angry when otherwise people would kowtow and bow down. If you would like to be more like that, Christ, why don't you just ask him, forgive you of your sins. Dear God, I'm so sorry. Would you please forgive me? God, I give you my life. I'll I'll do what you tell me to do. I believe that you died on the cross for me and that you were raised three days later. I give you my life. I confess Jesus is in charge. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That is a that is a heart that the Holy Spirit forms in you. That is something that God has to do from the inside. And so um, if, if you are listening, I just want to I want to reemphasize what Pastor Robert just said is it's impossible to interact with life um, as a as a Christian to to mimic that lifestyle and to not have the spirit of God indwelling you doing the work. The Bible says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence and the power may be of God mm. and not of ourselves. Mm. And so the, I, the the idea that I could commit something and leave it down and not pick it up again is impossible outside of the Holy Spirit working in you. And when he is working in you, it is a work. It is something that takes a while. You're tempted to pick it back up because there's a war going on inside of you. But you have to first respond to Jesus Christ, understanding that he lived the perfect life on your behalf and he offers you his righteousness 
in exchange, he'll take your sin. It is a wonderful exchange. It is a gift of God. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. No church bled for you. Mm. The four walls of a building didn't die for you. A person did that. And that person of Jesus is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Nazareth, mm. give your life to him, and he'll give his life to you and for you. Hey, we hope you have enjoyed this episode of Shouts of Grace, and join us next time. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts of Grace.